guys. Thank you so much for this honor to speak to you. If you see me sagging and bagging, it's not because pastor's trying to be cool or trying to keep your attention, but being cool is because he didn't put a belt on today. So anyway, what I'm about to share, you may think you don't need, but the person next to you may really need it. So if you don't mind being quiet so they can get what they need, that would be good. Who cares about the person next to you? Right. How many is glad the person next to you uses soap? How many wishes the person next to you used some soap? I got that from Carmen. It's not original. Okay. All right. Go ahead and put up Psalm 119, verse 9, Stormy. Can we read this together? How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. Let me ask you this question. How can a young person take a bath? By using some soap, right? The word of God is like soap. It's like a mirror. It shows us what we are when we compare ourselves to what the word of God says we should be. We see there's a difference. But the Word of God just doesn't leave us there. It's like a mirror that becomes soap. It cleanses our way. I'll give you an example how it cleansed my way. Who knows, every day we face temptations, disappointments, things go wrong. It bothers us. All right. Sunday, I preached a sermon entitled, True Love Is Not. And I, and I dealt with, we raced through 16 things that 1 Corinthians says that love is not. And uh, it started out with a couple statements that aren't not statements, but I turned them into not statements to make 16 of them. If we could put up 1 Corinthians 13, 4. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up. So what it's saying, love isn't prideful. Love isn't a show-off. Love isn't envious. You know why love isn't envious? Because if I love you and you do really good, I'm happy for you, right? But if I don't really love you and you get blessed in some incredible way, envy hits my heart. What is that an indicator of? I need to stop envying. Well, not really. I mean, sure you do because envy will make you miserable. Who's ever wrestled with envy? I have. Don't. Let's be honest. But it's a sign. We don't love that person enough. Think about it. So anyway, but I'm not here to talk about envy. Uh, The first phrase of that really spoke to my heart. And so the big thought Sunday was love suffers long and is kind. Love is not unwilling to suffer. And love is not unkind. That is one phrase, and it's simultaneously. While a person who really loves you is suffering, they're going to be kind to you even though they're suffering. You see that? If I think I really love you, and then something goes wrong and I'm suffering, I'm going to be tempted to not be my best. I'm going to be tempted to be unkind, right? That's an indicator my love isn't what it should be. 
All right. So that's the big statement. Love suffers long as in kind and is kind. It helped me to behave myself when tested and tried Sunday night. Who went with us to Harvest America? All right. For those of you that didn't go, it was a good time, but it was a tough time getting there. It was so hard. Two hours on streets that were like parking lots. They didn't, the, the city didn't anticipate the event being that big and the police weren't there to help. Man, I got new respect for police. They really helped with the traffic. So it was tough getting there, right? In fact, we still hadn't found parking after almost two hours and we just happened to be in front of the stadium itself. So we let all the kids with Miss Yvette and whatever adults could join her right out on the, right out on the curb. Okay. All right. Good deal. Thank you. Thank you for the sound effects. All right. Back to the man that's now in a van alone by himself. After they got out, it was like every traffic decision I made was the wrong one. Turn here, I would turn there, another traffic jam. Finally, I rolled my window down after I realized all the parking lots around the stadium were full and none of the lots knew the other lots were full. They would just say, oh, yeah, go on to the next one. Man, they were all full. So after saying, hey, they're all full, yeah, go on down to the baseball field and park over there. So I go to Ranger Stadium. Lot after lot was full. Then I found an opening. Yes, I get in the parking lot, right? So did I and dozens of other cars. There was no empty spaces in that whole lot. So to make a long story short, I parked almost two miles from the stadium. It was a long ways. Yeah, well, that, that's after the event. Okay. All right. So I'm painting a picture here, guys. Stay with me. So finally I get to the stadium, Right? Now, as a normal human being, I would be upset. I would just go home. I couldn't do that. I had children inside the stadium to take home. It wasn't all about me. It was about others, right? My own voice reading this scripture was in my head. Love suffers long and is kind. I was suffering, not for myself, but for the benefit of others. And I was not unkind. Not because I deserve a goofy badge. Who's ever gotten a goofy badge? I didn't deserve a merit badge or anything. But because the Word of God was cleansing my way. Go back to Psalm 119, verse 9. How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. Because I had spent a considerable amount of time thinking about that, this verse, go back to the next verse, it cleansed my way. At the end of the night, when I got home after 11 o'clock, I really didn't have to make any phone calls, to make any apologies or anything. I didn't even have to repent and ask God for forgiveness because I behaved myself the whole time. I wouldn't have 
I mean, I'm human. Don't put me on a pedestal. I would make mistakes too. But the Word of God has such an impact on your life, it cleanses your way. I'm telling you this. Listen to me. Some of you will remember this while you're sitting in jail. Listen to this next statement. Meditating, thinking about the Word of God, allowing it to impact your thinking like it did mine that night, will keep you out of trouble, will keep you out of jail, will keep you from tearing your home up, will keep you from having to be prayed for all the time. It's called wisdom. This Bible has less than 1,100 pages. People think the Bible's a huge book. It's not. It's 66 books. You can read the whole thing in bite-sized chunks. Read till something speaks to you, then stop and think about what it said to you for the rest of the day. And it will cleanse your way like soap. Any questions before I dive into a technique, an application? Question relevant to this. Do you see these, this correlation? How the verse, love suffers long and is kind, was, was preaching to me. How many have ever felt unloved? Maybe it was because someone wasn't willing to suffer. Maybe it was because someone was suffering because of something you did, and therefore they were unkind to you. It happens. But God loves you. And in the midst of suffering on the cross, he was kind. Not by saying, God, burn this place. He said, Father, have mercy on them. They don't know what they're doing. This has been really easy for me to do. In the month of March, I'm doing the book of Proverbs. One chapter a day, I read it, and March has 31 days, and Proverbs has 31 chapters. Just reading a chapter a day in Proverbs every day would change your life. Just think about who knows what today's date is. So I read Proverbs chapter. Okay. So it's important that you do this with your own Bible. But first I'm going to explain it again, and then we'll do it, and I'll give you an example. All right. Would you like to enjoy spiritual growth? Anybody? Would you like to grow spiritually? means you live a God-pleasing life and you prosper spirit, spirit, soul, and body. If so, journaling is a great way to go. So what we're sharing tonight is a way to meditate on the scriptures. So I'm reading you the first panel. Go ahead and just close it. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God thinks about our lives. Thinking and meditating on the scriptures can change the way we think and live. Such spiritual activity can transform our attitudes and change our lives for the better. A good way to do this is by using your own Bible and a notebook for writing down your thoughts while reading the scriptures. Sometimes called journaling, this can be a good way to both remember and process what God has spoken and is speaking to you personally during the times you are reading his word. Your notes can be useful tools for reviewing some of the life-changing insights, life-changing insights received and for sharing with others and helping someone else. What I'm about to share with you tonight is as, is as important, if not more important, 
than anything you learned in school today. I know that sounds arrogant, but I know what I'm talking about. You can have the greatest education in the world, but without wisdom. See, education is knowledge, right? I know when Columbus came to the Americas. I know where he landed. Well, the the Caribbean islands fight out fight about over who where he landed anyway. But how you apply that knowledge is wisdom. So knowledge is knowledge. Wisdom is knowing how to apply it. And what we're talking about tonight is wisdom, showing you what to do with an education. The prisons are full of people. Some of them have people that have no education because they had no wisdom to recognize the opportunity they had when they went to school. Other people are highly educated with degrees, but not an ounce's worth of wisdom to use that knowledge for their benefit. All right. In the following is a simple pattern to use for Bible meditation that is based on Psalm 119.9, which says, and I read it to you earlier, how can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. Using the letters for soap as an acrostic. You know what an acrostic is? But generally, an acrostic is a word that works like an acronym. An abbreviation would be TX for Texas. That's an abbreviation. ROTC is more, and USA is more of an acronym. But there are some acronyms that are also words. That's what SOAP is. So it's an acrostic. Using the letters for SOAP as an acrostic, this approach is an easy thing to do for taking heed to God's word that can cleanse our way. So let's spell out SOAP. S. All right. S stands for scripture. O stands for observation. A stands for application. P stands for prayer. All right. S for scripture. Open your Bible and read, not, not right now. This is something I would encourage you to do every day or, or once a week or often. What you'll do when you sit down to do so, you open your Bible and read one chapter or more. Read a couple chapters. Take your time in order to allow God to speak to you. So you're not looking for a verse yet. You're just reading, letting the chapter breathe. Afterwards, Look for a verse or verses that speaks to you the most. So you read the chapter or chapters again. And you look for what one verse speaks to you the most. Sometimes, for me, it's one phrase, like just half of 1 Corinthians 4 spoke to me the most. Love suffers long and is kind. That was half a verse that spoke to me the most. Some days it's three or four verses that speak to me the most. So... When you find those verses, this is unique to you. When you find your verses, you have found some treasure. That is your scripture or your S. So you, you write out in your journal or a notebook. Remember, you got a Bible and a notebook. If you have a phone, you can do it all in your phone. Who has phones that have notebooks in them? Who has phones that have Bibles in them? You can do this all in your phone. Okay. All right. So... You write out that verse or you copy and paste that verse word for word, just like you read it, just like it spoke to you, beside the letter S. All right? So you read that, and then you think about it. You think, what do you think God is saying in the Scripture? Ask the Holy Spirit. You pray. Teach and reveal Jesus to me from this. 
and then you write the scripture down again. No, it's not like uh, at school where you have to write the same thing over and over. You're writing it down again in your own words. This is called a paraphrase. You, this is your observation. You write it down beside the letter O, the scripture in your own words. Let's say the scripture that really spoke to you was the shortest verse in the Bible. Who knows what that verse says? Jesus wept. So writing it down in your own words may be, the Messiah cried a lot. The Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says Jesus wept. Yeah, but it was significant enough for the author, the writer, to record that. So it had to be more than just a tear or two. He was doing some serious crying, and everybody saw it. So writing the Messiah is another way of saying Jesus. The Messiah cried a lot. So you've paraphrased or you observed the scripture. So now you have your O. You write your scripture, then you write your observation. Now you reread both of them. Read the scripture by itself without all the other scriptures around it. That scripture that spoke to you the most. You read it, then you read your observation, and you think about what you've written. And you ask yourself, how does this really apply to my life right now? You with me? You're looking for your application. Perhaps it is instruction. Perhaps it is encouragement. Perhaps it is a fresh understanding of a promise you didn't know about or some correction for a particular area of your life. Maybe God's telling you to stop it. Stop something that you're doing. Now write out how this scripture applies to you today. As a result of reading this scripture and thinking about it, I can see that God wants me to yada, yada, yada. That is your A or your application. Then you pray, Lord, help me to obey this verse. Help me to apply it. This can be as simple as asking God for help or for more insights into what he may be showing you. Remember, prayer is a two-way conversation. Be sure to listen to what God has to say. Now begin writing your prayer down beside the letter P. Now that, in a nutshell, is your soap, your scripture, your observation, which is the same scripture in your own words, your application, which is how it relates to your personal life, and your prayer. That is asking God for more understanding or the grace or power to obey it. How can I get started? You just need three items and a time, a Bible, a pen, and a notebook, and a time and place to do this. When should I do it? It's a good idea to set aside a certain time in your schedule each day and find a, find a quiet place, find a quiet place. <laughs> find a quiet place where you won't be distracted. You know, um, if you're a texter, turn the text feature off for a minute while you're while you're doing this with God. It's not important when you do your devotions, but that you do it You make it an important part of your day as often as possible. For morning people, some of you guys wake up at the crack of dawn. Who does that? You guys really have a blessing. It's a great way to start your day. For others, it could be a 20-minute lunchtime appointment with the Lord in his word. And for the night owls, who loves to stay up late? It's a good way to calm down at the end of the day, to quiet your heart and hear God's voice before receiving a good night's sleep. So, today's the ninth. Open it up. There's Proverbs 9. We're going to take a few minutes and do it. Okay? There's a whole chapter. What I want you to do, first of all, I'm going to show you an example. 
which is on the outer panel. Read the chapter. Just let it speak to you. All right? Reread it. And then go back and read it again. And look for a verse or a phrase or a word or a cluster of words that speak to you the most. Then you write that down under Scripture. That is your S. Then you look at what you've written down and think about how you would say it in your own words. It's got to be you. Don't write it in Klingon. That's not you. There's no Klingons here. Don't write it in the video game language. Write it in your language. It's got to be the, the, your, it's really you, okay? And then you think about how it applies to your life. Don't rush through this. It'll, you, you'll get a, you won't get anything out of it. It'll be shallow. I've seen unbelievers do this and God speak to them. I've seen wives cry and repent of their husbands for being so mean from the word of God. Nobody was preaching on husbands and wives. So when you've written your application, then you write your prayer. All right. I did this this morning. Got up at 6. I did it. Turn it to the back. Here's what happened. I read chapter 9 of Proverbs because it was March 9th. Okay? And then I read it again. And the verse that spoke to me the most was verse 12. So my scripture was, if you are wise, you are wise for yourself. And if you scoff... You will bear it alone. Scoff means to make fun of something. Then came my observation. Here that same verse is in my own words. There are desirable benefits. That's blessings that you want for practicing wisdom. Unless you apply wisdom, you're really not being wise, okay? And there are painful consequences to belittling it. And I immediately thought of something that happened here about 12 years ago. Who knows uh, the elders of our church? Some of you know Greg and Marietta Harrell, JP and Michelle Grantham, Alan and Yvette Latta. Well, Greg and Marietta Harrell really do have a ministry in marriage, ministering to couples. And when we were first getting to know them, they had a, a marriage seminar for couples on Sunday nights at their house for like five or six Sunday nights. One of the couples that went mocked what they were teaching. And they said things like this to me. Nobody lives like that. That's just ridiculous for couples to be that nice to each other. We're never going to do that. They mocked it, right? Now think about what the verse says. If you're wise, you're wise for yourself. But if you scoff, you will bear it alone. Guess who's still married today? Greg and Marietta Harrell and the people that didn't scoff. Guess who's not married today? The couple that made, the husband made fun of it and the wife both made fun of it. If you make fun of wisdom, there's going to be consequences. If you embrace wisdom... There's going to be benefits, positive. All right, so then came my application. I must see that being wise is for my own good and not just for someone else's liking. You know, honoring your parents isn't just for them. It's for you. I need to remember that ignoring or making light of this fact would be destructive for me and my potential. 
causing long-lasting pain for myself and others. And here's my prayer. All wise God, increase my awareness today of the need to use all, all the wisdom I already have. Use it. As well as my chances to increase it. Increase it. Help me see that knowing something does little good if such knowledge is not applied. May my sense of humor not cloud this issue, thus blinding me to the effects of my own foolishness. You know, sometimes we just have a skill at making jokes, and sometimes you may dodge wisdom by just making a joke and trying to be funny. Meanwhile, there's wisdom in the room, and you are scoffing at it, and you're not going to benefit from things that you make fun of. Remind me, Lord, of the times I have erred and suffered needlessly because of my own foolishness. Show me lessons to learn from the examples of others whose wisdom is bearing positive fruit. In Jesus' name, amen. So I get up and I go about my day, and I think about decisions as they come my way. If I'm wise, I'm being wise for me. If I'm foolish... I'm going to hurt the most, and others around me are going to be affected as well. So, now, you guys ready to begin? What I'd like to do is for us to do this, I'm going to give you 15 minutes. Can we, can we try it? And then those that want to will be allowed to read their soap, okay? If you don't want to, you won't have to. So don't hold back. I'm, nobody's going to make you do it. All right, but let, let's do this. Let's try it, okay? So read it slowly. Okay? Uh, we may want to spread out so you're not cheating off one another's papers. Anyway. This, is, this is your own time with God. The wisdom you share actually could be something that would bless your grandchildren. Anyway. Okay. Can we do that? Let's just stop for a minute. Lord, I know that some people are tracking with me and others are just like, I'm not sure if I'm getting this. I just pray, Lord, that your peace would fill this room and that every person would receive at the level they're able to receive. And now, Lord, as we read Proverbs chapter 9, help us to hear what you're saying to us. And, Lord, in our observations, applying the verse to our life where it says a man, it can actually speak to a girl as well. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've already got your notebook, you can go ahead and start doing this in your notebook. Your marks get set, go. minutes a day will have an impact on your thinking and if you can do it every day it accumulates to your thinking help you with decisions on the news every night are stories of crimes and horrible things that people do right why they're not thinking 
They're not being wise. So this can have an impact on your thinking. Keep you out of trouble. Who remembers the video Carl showed last week of the escalator, the person going up the down? Was it going up the down or down the up? Watch this. This is life repeating itself. This is like a person who's living without godly wisdom. How's it working for him? Not. It's not working for him. Okay. Wisdom is you accept help. And it might be funny, but it might really be sad if it's real. I don't know if it's real or not, but anyway. Okay. We're done with that. All right. We're going to let those of you that are brave. Jump in and read your verse. Who Did anybody do verse 1? I'm going to take it in sequence. Anybody do verse 1? Verse 2. Verse 3. 4. 5. 6. All right, everybody with verse 6, come on up here. And those of you that didn't have verse 6, don't sit there and read your thing over and over. You're going to get a chance to read yours if you want to. But read verse 6 along with them on your folder. Can we do that? Keep your folder in hand. Look at Everybody look at verse 6, all right? I want you guys each to read your scripture, read your observation, read your application, read your prayer. All right, and announce each one. Here's my scripture. Proverbs 9, 6. And read it. Okay. Here is my scripture. Proverbs 9, 6. Forsake foolishness and live, and go in the way of understanding. My observation was to leave foolishness behind and to go on and to live a life of understanding. To apply it to my life, I said to basically not follow what kids do in school and to follow my own path. And my prayer was for God to show me my path to follow instead of following the other kids. Thank you. That is good. That is good. All right, bro. I had Proverbs verse 6, and it says, Forsake foolishness and live, and go in the way of understanding. And my observation was, don't live life a fool. Use knowledge so you can go and live. And this applies to my life because sometimes I make foolish decisions, and it makes it difficult to go forward in life. And my prayer was, I ask you to give me wisdom and knowledge so I can live life to the best of my ability and so that I can live life for you. Mm. Mm. It's feeding my soul. Tell you, all right? Trinity. I had Proverbs 9 6, and I actually opened the Bible and got it. And it says, Leave your simple ways behind and begin to live. Learn to use good judgment. And to me, this is saying, Don't just stand on the sidelines um, and make good judgment doing everyday things. And my application, it says, Make good judgment while at school and help others and don't feel that. One bad judgment, because I feel that one bad judgment can lead to another bad judgment. So, And my prayer is, please help me live life to the fullest instead of the boring, simple ways, and help me make good judgments and have integrity when I'm with others. Help me live and need and to read more of your word. Please. Please keep this thing in your Bible. 
to remind yourself. If you don't have a Bible, take the one home you got. All right. Anybody get verse 7? Raise your hand. Verse 7. Verse verse 7. Come on up. Yeah. Um, whoever corrects a mocker invites insult, and whoever rebukes a wicked man incurs abuse. My observation is that if I, I correct a, or rebuke a wicked man or a mocker, I open myself up to be abused and insulted. Um, my application is if I see someone who does not live for God or someone who is doing wrong, that it's hurting them, that I will not say anything, but yet I would shut up and pray. Um, my prayer is God help me to pray when I see someone doing something that is harmful, and I know that if I know that they are wicked and scoffers, my prayers are much more effective than my words. All right. All right. That was verse eight. Uh, seven. Anybody get verse eight? Come on. Okay, you don't want to. Can I read it for you? Okay. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. All right, verse 9. Anybody get verse 9? All right, Jared. The man. Now listen. Okay, my verse is Proverbs 9, 9, and it says, Give instructions to a wise man, and he will be still wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. My observation was that it basically means people who seek wisdom are willing to accept positive and negative criticism, but those who really don't care for it just let it flow in one ear and out the other. My application for it is, in order to be truly wise and seek more wisdom, I should be open to criticism that is intended to better my walk in knowing mm. the Lord. Mm. And my prayer is, please God, help me to not be stubborn and help me to truly take in criticism to better my life and walk in God. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, verse 10. Anybody get verse 10? Come on up. Everybody with verse 10, come on up. All right. Um, I actually have verse 11, but it's verse 10. I'm just kidding. 10 and 11? No, it's just verse 10. Okay. All right. Okay. All right, listen. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy Spirit. My observation was, when you fear the Lord, you will gain more understanding of the Holy Spirit and the Lord. Application, if I draw near the Lord, I can get a better spiritual relationship and physical life through it. If I get closer to Jesus, I can have more knowledge of Christ. And, and um, uh, I forgot a word. And how to live my life the way God has wanted me to live. Yeah. My prayer was, God, I want to ask you to help me to get closer to you. I'm going to stay on the path of righteousness, increase my knowledge so I can be the man of God and the man of wisdom. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Um, that's good. All right. When it's your turn, read clearly. Don't be mumbling. Your words are very important. Are there any other verses? Verse 9. No, we did 9. Oh, we did 9. Any more? Verse 10. Everybody, this is Miss Sarah. She looks like a kid, but she's an adult. <laughs> That's right. She's a married woman. Okay. Um, so I did chapter 10. It says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of understanding. Under, sorry. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. 
My observation was respect for the Almighty God is the foundation of wisdom. Knowing God helps me understand his direction. My application is, I will seek ye, Father, first forever direction. Only God knows his will for me in my future. Following his lead and guidance will bring victory to me in my life. And my prayer is, Father God, help me to put you in your word first. Lord, be the foundation of my heart. Show me the path you'd have me walk. Give me direction and help me to be obedient to your direction. Amen. That's good. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. Verse 10. Thank you. I, I, almost, I also got um, Proverbs 9, verses 10 and 11. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. For by me your days will be multiplied, and years of life will be added to you. To fear, this is my observation, to fear God more than what people think about me, and more than what I think about my own life and circumstances will help me to be smarter than than before and it will help me to know how to live out my days that can be added to my life. My application, I'm going to be a little bit uh, transparent right now. I um, have been thinking in my own life that I know best in in regards to eating and my health. I see a lot of healthy people die early. And I'm like, you know what? Last too short. I'm going to eat what I want. And when it's my time to go, I'm out of here. But I had a recent situation that scared me. And both my husband and I are really convicted right now. And we're going to be starting on a program to, to lose weight. And just yesterday, my son said to me, Mom, I need you to live forever. And so this scripture is very relative to me right now because it promises that if I will use the wisdom of the Lord and allow his understanding to give me knowledge and how to use that knowledge, then he will add years to my life and my days will be lengthened. And so that's my prayer. God, help me not to think that my wisdom is bigger than yours and help me, Jesus, to live out my days honoring your wisdom for me in regards to my temple so that I can live as long as you would have me on this earth without interfering with um, the plan that you have for my life. In Jesus' name. Isn't this fun? See, you guys actually could do this at school as a, as a Bible club or as a Bible study. Just sit there around a table, do soap, and then share in sequence what you got. And encourage each other. It's powerful. All right, any more verse 10s? Verse 11? Verse 12? Verse 13? All right, come on down, Stormy. Any more verse 13s? This girl can speak. All right, it's going to be good. Okay, guys, so I have Proverbs 9, 13, but I also have 17 because they they kind of like weave together. Uh, but Proverbs 9.13 says, A foolish woman is clamorous. Uh, she is simple and knows nothing. And then Proverbs 9.17 says, Stolen water is sweet and bread eaten is in secret is pleasant. My observation to that was, I, 
think God is trying to tell me not to delve in the worldly things that are around me, but just and then to stand in front of other people and act like I know nothing <laughs> of what I've done or what is going on around me. Uh, my application to this is I'm going to start trying to include my grandma in more of the stuff that I'm doing because me and my grandma have actually been going through a season where we're fighting a lot more because I can say this because she's my grandma. She's losing her mind, literally. Uh, She can't remember a lot of the things. Uh, She can't remember a lot of the time who I am. She can't remember a lot of the time who my family is. Um, She can't remember a lot of the time where she's at, where we live, or anything. And I'm going to try and start maybe prompting her more and spending more time with her. Um, I'm also going to quit trying to mask and hide what is really going on. Uh, I tend to do this with people that I'm really, really close to, which is one reason they tend to get close to me, is because they can tell that something's wrong with me. And don't you be shaking your head because I'm going to smack you. And... People tend to ask me what's wrong, and I tend to tell them nothing because I don't want people to be worried about me because I've always had that, like, fight or flight. It's like it's you or it's nothing. Um, And my prayer was, dear God, help me not to hide and to make you my cornerstone, Uh, not to turn turn to the things that make me weak. Uh, not to turn to video games or not to turn not to turn to whiskey and not to turn to cigarettes to hide what's going on. Uh, help me to know that you are always there for me and you're always carrying me on your back no matter what's going on. And in your heavenly, merciful name I pray, amen. 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 Do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. Help Stormy to meet with you daily and do this. All right. Anyone else for verse 13? How about verse 14? 15? 16? 17? 18? So we're done. Did anybody, just for a show of hands, did anybody do this that didn't read? I'm not going to make you read, but if you did it and you didn't read, okay. That really blesses my heart. All right, let's pray. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity to look at your word together. I pray, Lord, that the students that were able to experience something tonight while thinking about your word, I pray, Lord, they would not forget it, and they would try this again and again and again. And those that really weren't able to engage with this, I pray, Lord, you would arouse their curiosity where they would try it and meet you there in Jesus' name. Amen.